Hey guys, as a little prelude to this episode, I was gonna, uh, y'all, I said 2023 is coming up. That's what I said in this coming up episode. Y'all, it is 2022. Y'all just skip right over that. Pretend like that never happened. My brain, it is fried. I'm ready for this holiday weekend because that last holiday weekend has done worn me out. And also, please forgive all the audio disruptions and everything in this because, um, I, I mean, I don't have a real expensive microphone, but I have a microphone, praise the Lord. But today, I'm just doing this on my um, my headphones because I didn't have my microphone with me. So, y'all just be patient. Let's just, you know, all that matters is we get the word out. Jesus really don't care how good our audio sounds. Okay? All right. Y'all enjoy the episode. Good morning. Welcome back to Stepping Out in Faith. It may not be morning at the moment and the time when you're sitting there listening, but right now where I'm sitting, it is. So, I've always been this big morning person, but over the last few months, the Lord's really, really been speaking to me about, you know, cherishing the mornings when we wake up because we don't ever know when the last one's going to be. And I know that sounds a little dark and gloomy to start off today's talk, but we're going to turn that glass from half empty to half full. Um, when we look at life a little less, uh, like YOLO or YOLO is still a thing. You only live once and a little more like every day is a gift. Those small little tiny things that you experience every day in life that you kind of would just blow over any other day, they look so much larger and just, uh, you just have to like soak them in. Oh, they're so good. So when we do that, when we look at every day as a gift, you start looking more to the gospel instead of this fake reality, the rose colored glasses that, you know, the world has you wearing. Because they'd be worried about other things that aren't the truth. And it's just so good for you. Just taking the time to wake up in the morning. Taking time to praise God for the, you know, giving you the day. That That's what life is about. Using it for his glory. And that was a big bunny trail. I get it. I promise. I know. But somehow, that's going to tie into all of our talking that we're going to do today. I hope all of y'all had a great Christmas. 2023 is only a few days away. That seems absolutely unreal this year. It's just been big. It's been good. My husband and I, we just, our little girl is just growing and learning. She's a little over, we'll say a year and a half. I'm not real good with the whole month thing. I dropped that at 12 12 months. After that, she's a year, year and a half, two, whatever. (laughs) It's really amazing the things that you see these kids do. The, the things they just pick up from watching you, like she's got a little kitchen set she just got for Christmas, and it is absolutely adorable. She's got little friends now, and she knows their names, and I got to go to her Christmas party. That was pretty cool because um, since COVID, she was a COVID baby. She was born the the week of that, the big peak, the first big peak that we were waiting on. Um, so I never really got to go all the way into her daycare. I never got to go to parties or anything. So this Christmas was the very first party that I ever got to go to and hang out in her classroom um, and see all her little friends and see how she actually plays with 
you know, other kids that aren't her cousins and stuff like that. So it was pretty neat. But yeah, I learned their names or some of their names. I don't remember all of them. I'm going to be real honest. But when we got home, you know, every morning I'll ask her, I'll say, you're going to have a good day at school today. And you know, the, the word of the week, it's always yes or no. Like they're, there there's no option so it's like yeah 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 or no 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 and so instead of saying uh you know are you just ready to go to school today and her go yeah I was like are you ready to see so and so and so and so and so and so and she's like yeah 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 and like her little face just like lit up because I knew what she was talking about it was just like this whole recognition thing and it was hilarious and so cute so now every day I ask her like if she's gonna get to see all her friends and she got this little scooter for Christmas and she's one so it's the one with only like the little three wheels on it she's it's like a Mickey Minnie Mouse it's a Minnie Mouse it's pink it's got a bow on the front it lights up super cute my husband was like it's gonna be too big for her but let me tell y'all she plants that little left foot on there and she pushes off with her right and she's doing great I'm so proud of her and I I keep playing on it more than she does. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it's hard to believe that she wasn't even walking until maybe July of this year. Mom guilt moment? I don't know. I don't know. She was like 15-ish months or something. Um, anywho. <laughs> so, I'm one of those moms. I'm very, I take pictures. I do. I'm not a huge picture taker. I'm a very in-the-moment person. And I don't really love all my pictures posed. I like to just, like, live there in the moment. <sighs> just soak it all up. Because the way I think about it is, you know, people have lived for thousands and thousands and thousands of years with uh, no pictures. So why all of a sudden do we think we need to document every moment of every day? Now, I do have social media. I do post things about my kid. It keeps everybody up to date. Um, like grandparents and stuff that don't live so close, especially during all this COVID thing. But there is a time when it's just good to sit back. It's just good to sit back and watch and just, just soak it all up. It's so good. Okay. Um, so I really do hope that all of y'all took time to really sit down and reflect on what this season is really about. And what it's not really about. The celebration of the birth of Jesus, it it does not end on December 26th. I know everybody's like, I gotta take down my tree. Things drive me nuts. I hate it. Kids keep playing in it. Cats climbing up it. Dogs eating all the balls off of it. You know, but it's it's so much more than a tree. It's, it's big. Um, Jesus couldn't have died on the cross for us if that angel was never sent to Mary with the good news. And that baby was never born in a manger. Keep it in your heart. I know I took time to tell my little itty bitty about the manger and show her pictures in a book of Mary riding on a donkey. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, that was the word of the day. Um, but as parents, we need to continually soak that into our kids. It's not just a story. And I think sometimes, even as adults, even as Christian adults, we have to bring ourselves back to the real reality of this is the truth. It is the pivotal moment of the Bible when Jesus was sent to us as our Savior, and the New Testament began, and um, things are turning, and just, the Bible is so much more than a book. It's our manual to life. It guides us 
you know, one way or another through every little twist and turn in life. And we really need to stop and appreciate the birth of Jesus year round. If it helps you out, just keep those nativity scenes up and don't even put them back, put them back in the box and put them in the shed or in the attic or whatever. Um, just really, really keep it in your heart. There's so many times that, you know, we're just like, oh, Jesus died on the cross for us. But there's, there's so much tied into that. Um, it's just like when the New Testament was written, we were not told to drop the Old Testament. It's the same thing. Just because Jesus died on the cross, we don't want to drop the story of Jesus' birth because it is all tied into each other and it is the story of our salvation and it is great and it is beautiful and I love digging into it. My eyes have really been open recently to the traditions, I guess, from going through the holidays. And I mean, seriously, y'all, I've been asking my friends, like, what do y'all do? Do y'all do the elf? Do y'all do this? Like, what do y'all do as far as, like, going to see the activities and the lights? What books do you read? Um, everything about what they do with their kids over the holidays. So we all have completely different ways of doing our own things. And I knew that was true, but now I really know that's true. And I know you know, we get so stuck in our ways. It's even hard on the older generation when their kids get older and their grandkids get older and these traditions, they start to get a little bit out of whack. Things, they can get messy and then get heated in those moments. And so some of us, you know, like at Christmas, some of us do the large gifts, some do little gifts, dirty Santa, we draw names, just like everything else in life. There's six million ways to do one single thing. My mind just thinking about this. Okay, so I drove up to Sonic, the drive-in the other day, and there was a sign that said, you know, they had an exact number, but whatever. It was like over 300,000 drink combinations. And what shocked me the most was actually my reaction and where my brain went. I went 100% negative Nelly, like over a sign. Or like a marketing thing because I was thinking to myself I bet that's gross like that's completely unrealistic like are they counting like you know how you can get the candy nerds and your slushy I was like are they like counting like you could put nerds in coffee because it's a drink like nobody would do that that's so unrealistic my brain just kept traveling traveling going on and on and that is so common it's just an ugly honest moment for me I mean we all do that that's what all the social media in the world and it's ugly self it's what it's you know, trying to train us to do because we look at everything with just such a negative mindset and just begin to tear it apart. I even catch myself, I'll be watching a movie and I'm thinking, you know, that would never happen. Or I watch my friend, um, how she parents or how she treats her dog. And I think to myself, you know, she's not really doing that right. But, you know, I tend to forget that um, the the way I do things isn't always right either. Like I forgot to brush my kid's teeth last night or I forgot to buy dog food. So I ended up having to feed my dog, uh, like hot dog weenies because it was too late to go to the store. Um, I just have to check myself constantly, not to say that I won't ever do anything wrong again, but when we dig into the word and we ground ourselves in our faith, we come full circle back to the Lord with complete humility. Because there's a time where we have to realize that just because someone is not doing something the way that we think that it needs to be done, that does not mean that it is not right. Now, 
your power of discernment that you receive from the Lord will differentiate what is good and what is evil, but the path to good, it looks different for every single one of us, and it can only be guided by the Word and the Holy Spirit and God. So, right now, I'm strongly encouraging you to spend time with those two, the Word and the Holy Spirit, because they are the light to your path. That's where your righteousness comes from. That's where you find your strongholds and your encouragement to go to when you don't think that you can go anymore. That's where you find your guidance in all situations, parenting, building a house, finding a job, um, dealing with the rude lady at the grocery store. The right answers don't come from you. They don't. You don't want to hear it, but just there it is. I'm laying it right on out there. Believe me, speaking to myself more than anybody else, the correct answers are always from the from God. Whew. You may be the vehicle for his message, but the message is not from you. It's always from he who is in you. And I've said it a million times. All that is good is of him. So when we wake up in the morning... And we show God praise and appreciation for these gifts that he's so graciously given us. Our outlook, it changes. The traditions don't matter. The rules don't matter. You know, what your friend puts in their coffee at the Sonic don't matter. It's all about their faith. Because someone told me recently when we were talking about sexuality that they don't care what other people do as long as, you know, just just don't force it on me, but do whatever you want to do. That's not the way we should be. That's not how Christians are supposed to think or act. Um, Not about sexuality or any other alternative lifestyle type that goes against that grain of the Bible. Because not to say that a single one of us is perfect, but we all need to strive to be as close as possible to show the glory of God to our neighbors. Because those people that are rebelling, that don't strive to live that Christian life that we do, they're not, it's not right to leave them in the dirt with a, that's fine, just keep it to yourself. I know there are times where we potentially have to walk away, but your your prayer life is your greatest weapon you will ever have. I know when I was lost in a season of life, I would never be where I am now without good people praying for me. It's not our job as Christians to leave people hanging. Nothing hurts my heart more than to see somebody trying If you see somebody in a situation that you know is not correct and they're trying to make this relationship work and it just won't work because it's not Christ-based and that person, they're lost and they're hurting and they're confused, they're searching for something that's going to make them whole again. And me and you, we already know what that thing is and we have the full power to introduce them to that as well. So if you analyze the fruit of your neighbor's actions and you get the idea that they're not saved by the grace of Jesus, I hate to watch them do all that struggling just to see them die and possibly go to hell for all of that trouble. Ignorance is not always bliss, not in those circumstances. Our faith, our faith, it's powerful. It gives us hope. And without faith and hope and love, we're worthless. Um, without love, we have nothing. And that's seriously what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to not remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. 
If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I've gained nothing. Love is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. When you look at something that someone is doing or something that you're doing, Put the how-to aside, like how they're doing it and how they're getting to where they're going. So if you don't like the way that this woman is designating duties for the ladies' fellowship dinner, cool. Guess what? It don't matter because she's doing it for God, not for you. Um, You don't like the way that she's disciplining her children. Cool. Don't matter because she's building her children under God's leadership and not yours. You don't like the way... Um, she's building her new house. Cool. Well, they're trusting God with their future and their finances. So, you know, cool. Um, if God is the center of somebody's work, then it's no concern of yours. First Corinthians chapter 10 verses 13 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. At that point, we as brothers and sisters in Christ are meant to lean on each other and encourage and uplift. I'm going to hit Romans 14 the whole way through, so hang with me just a minute. In my Bible, this chapter is, um, it says, the Christian and debatable things. So Romans chapter 14 says, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes that he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who's eaten. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It stands before his own master that it is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day better than the other, while another esteems all the days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in the honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, and he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord, and he gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, then we die for the Lord. 
So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he may be Lord of both the dead and the living. So listen closely to this part. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks that it is. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is, an acceptable, is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. I'm going to repeat that part, verse 19. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. And this final verse is one, again, right on the back of your hand, tattoo it in your brain, whatever you got to do. I said that backwards. <laughs> Write it on your brain, tattoo it on your hand. Anywho, okay. So, for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. I've come <clears throat> to this point, and I'm going to squish it all down to this simple idea mindset that I want you to think about okay wake up thankful realize your mortality realize your neighbor's mortality and their worth because they're just as important to God as me or you no matter what point in their faith journey that they find themselves in do not be hung up and stumbling on trivial matters that you won't remember a little ways down the road love 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 Okay, y'all, the days are short. As I was putting this podcast together, um, my phone started going off, and it was some girls from my Bible study and then some girls from my small group, and our church got some rough news. So a dear member of my church family passed away unexpectedly, and this person, um, she was a constant servant in the church. She knew all the children's names. They all loved her. Um, that was her ministry. And she's going to be dearly missed. Um, we've all heard, you know, age is just a number. And typically in life, we use that in a different context. It's typically to give you an excuse to do something 
that you shouldn't be doing or I don't know. Um, but I'm here to tell you today that age is truly just a number. It means nothing. You can be 50 and have another 54 years left to live, or you can be 16 and have two days. This woman was just fine last night when she was posted on Facebook. I mean, you know, it, it's just shocking, okay? Shocking. So I say this not to cause you to fear, but to cause you to look at your glass half full because our purpose is to honor our Lord and to spread his story and his name into the world. But all too often we live in this state of just complete disrepair. We watch this world. It just crumbles down around us. I had this discussion with somebody yesterday. People act like this is the first time this earth has ever just seen any torment or anything in America. Like we're uncomfortable or something. Y'all need to go read the Old Testament. The earth has seen this and so much, much more. And it's going to get so much, much worse. But anyway, so we start to become all frantic and panicky just watching the news. Don't waste a minute. At night, thank God for the day you've had. In the morning, thank him for the air that you're breathing and the socks on your feet. And when you're mad at your coworker, thank him, you know. Thank God for your job when you're wanting to beat up your kids and have a nice long vacation because they're wrecking your house. Thank thank God for your ability to feed them breakfast and keep them out of the rain and keep them warm. And when you want to knock your husband upside the head because he's running the dishwasher before it was, you know, saying it was full and it definitely wasn't. None of y'all's husbands do that, I know. So, um, just... Thank the Lord at that point that you have a spouse that's willing to help, even in areas that he's not quite that good at. <laughs> when when you, when you're beating yourself up for not being that good as a wife or as a spouse, thank the Lord for loving you enough to give you a spouse to love you like Jesus does. Your perspective, it's everything, especially when it's through the, the gospel glasses. So Lord... I pray that you give us the willingness and the urgency to lay down our lives before you every single day. May we seek what you hope for us to find and the little joys in the moments that we just, we don't deserve all through, we receive it all through your grace. Help us to be images of you to others over and over again, even in our mistakes. Amen.